Welcome to today's Power Hour with me, Coach Colin. So now you've been through four of the five steps how to create an amazing webinar. Now you're in control of the technology that it's needed to do your webinar. You have converted actually all the information into a process so that you can start educating your audience instead of just sharing information. You have really put your PowerPoints and what you're going to teach them, put them into a structure so that it shows that you care about the audience and not just share information again. And you have elements so that you can create an engagement, create more attention together with your audience. Now, in that situation, now they're really prepared and ready to go, what is unfortunately for us presenters and the people who run webinars, what is the worst thing that can happen? Now the technology works, you know your stuff. The worst thing that can happen is that nobody shows. Wouldn't that be so amazingly frustrating if you've done all the work and in the end, not all the people show up that you would want to show up. The numbers are lower than you expected or even perhaps you're on your own and maybe it's only your grandmother who showed up and registered to your webinar. Wouldn't that be a disaster? That is why something has to happen other than just doing your webinar and preparing for it. Something else. And this is what this webinar is about. Now let's have a look at today's session. You know what? I'm going to jump into a question for you right now because today's sessions we said is, well, we'll have to think about where we stand, which means that, you know, the question really is, what is the one reason why nobody shows to your webinars? Now you might be saying, but wait, wait a second, Colin. I, my boss and writes, uh, sends the invitation letter, and of course everybody shows up to, to my webinars. Well, that might have been true so far. Because if, for two reasons. First of all, we've got the whole situation outside, which means that we have to consider how do we invite our customers and our, our, um, our stakeholders with the, with the customers, our partners, even our uh, suppliers, whoever we want to invite, we want to find a way how we can get them into our webinars because for them, this is not mandatory. We are inviting them, we're offering something, but not necessarily do they see the same value in it and that's why they may not, may not show. Um, on the other hand, we've got the internal situation with, well, a lot of things happening right now at the same time. You've got your teams where you're posting things. We've got Yammer where we're posting things. We've got Yammer groups where we're sending emails. So it's quite an overwhelm of information and invitations going around. And in this context, we have to realize that there is an overload of invitations. So what does that really mean for us? Which means that if we send out an invitation, we cannot guarantee that the people who we think should come, actually come. So what I would like to do today, starting off, is actually inviting you to share some information around, well, what is it really that even makes you stop coming? Yeah, because this is where we are right now. We have 
we have done everything to prepare our the content. We've got a clear message. We've got the technology under control. You have gone through a system how to create your PowerPoints so that you're not sharing information, you're actually educating. You, you have been through the elements so that you can really show that you can take care of, um, of your audience. And we have been looking the last time in how you really can engage. So if you've done all this, the question really is, well, why shouldn't people show up? And it can be very frustrating it can be very frustrating if they don't show up because you've put in all this work, you've got all this amazing stuff, and you think this is going to be the best webinar ever, and you're expecting a huge amount of people to show up, but then in the end, maybe only half of them show up at best or even less. And that can be very frustrating. So what I would like to ask you right now, right from the start, is to take out your, your cell phone because I would like to have some interaction. I would like to ask you a question. And the question I would like to ask you is, of course, around, uh, around the invitation. So I would like to, to open menti.com and go to the question there that is posted and answer that question. And the question is, what are reasons for you why you don't join an invitation to a webinar? You have the opportunity to answer five times. Single words, please. So this way we can create a little interaction and have a nice picture of an idea of what are reasons for you why you don't join an invitation to a webinar. You can type five single words here in menti.com under this, under this code. The code, oh, yes, the code is here on the screen. <clears throat> and when you pop in there, then of course you have the possibility to put in five separate words there. And let's see what that gets us from all of us here who are here in this session. You can put in repetitive answers and uh, it it's going to accumulate the whole answer from everybody. Right now I've got one answer and it's updating. I've got two. Um, and again, you can add multiple answers and single words, please. I'm not going to show what you have right now because I don't want to influence your answer. So take a moment to think about that. It's, um, it's coming up here on my screen, but not on yours. Um, that's why I'm going to give you time how that comes up. We've got four answers right now. That's terrific. So keep on typing. And I'm just going to put the, well, the question is there. What are your reasons for you? What are the reasons for you why you don't join an invitation to a webinar? Okay, we've got five answers right now here and that looks really cool. And we've still got more answers possible. Does everybody have the opportunity to do that? Just to make sure that I don't um, move on too early. If anybody has uh, an issue with that. Okay, now we're getting busy. Good. Single answers, please. That is best. 
Okay, we've got 10 in, that's just under half. Okay, terrific. I'm going to show share with you what is happening here so that you can you can see what is happening here on the screen. So here is a word cloud that this is creating. Um, and as I was showing in the last session um, about how to engage with the people, this is now your words that you have been putting there. And the multiple answers give, of course, larger word clouds. Some of them that might be close, which means, of course, I'm not, not editing this. This is really live as you put it in. And here at the center, you can see the biggest one where you can see, well, you, you don't really have time for it. Um, it's an issue with priorities. You're, you're busy. It appears to be boring. These are the big ones that you mentioned. And these are double entries. And you might want to take a screenshot of this one because that's going to be interesting. I am going to put it into the, the summary notes as well so that you can keep it there. Um, yeah, so some, some of them, they, they feel like advertisements. Um, the host is unknown. You've forgotten it. Um, the topic is not interesting. The schedule is overloaded. Um, not attractive invitation. The subject um, topic is not interesting. Poor presenter. Time management. An issue full agenda. Um, again, topic is not interesting. Um, not, you're not available. Um, not valuable. These are all versions of the one thing really that makes a difference why you choose not to join a webinar. So the, the entries are still open. You can still go in and do that, um, but we're not, we're not going to move on on that one any further. We will up, I'll share the updated version in the end. So this is really what is, what is happening. All these reasons why you're not showing um, showing up or your clients are not showing up or your peers are not showing up for, for a webinar. They are all circulated around one big question. And that is what we're going to look into today around, well, what do you think that reason is? That is what you've put here into the, the comments. So what really happens is that, frankly speaking, nobody knows why they should join your meeting. They don't see why it is important for them to join. So that is why all the reasons that you have been naming here, all the reasons that you have been naming why you don't show, which is quite normal and it applies to your audience as well and to your customers and to your peers, is because they don't know why it is important to show up. And if you look at well, uh, the invitations, for instance, that go out, even the invitations that go out on Yammer, most of them don't really tell you why. Because the headlines, the information, and the images, they show much more around what you, as a presenter, want to do, and very little around what the audience, your customer, should actually be getting. See, that is really where the problem is, because if, if you cannot communicate why they should attend, for them, they will have all these excuses where they say they don't have the time, the topic is uninteresting, they've got something else that is more important, it's a priority issue, they're not going to find time in their busy agenda and not show up. This is the biggest reason, which means that you can have, have the most amazing webinar, but they don't know why they should show up. 
And this is what we have to change. Because between all the emails, between all the Yammer flows, between all the chat messages and activities on Teams and everything else that is happening on, on LinkedIn and Facebook and, and, and Twitter and, and, and text messages that is going on these days. You've got, everybody's got so many opportunities to capture information, to get distracted or even find something valuable. And the challenge is we have to start to change our way of communication so that the people realize that what we are offering offers value to them. And that is what has to come at the beginning, right at the beginning of your communication out to your audience so that when your webinar is ready, even the people are ready to show up. So what can we specifically do there? There's, as you can expect, there is a system to do that. And the good thing is, some of these elements that you need to make the system work, if you have been following the steps that we have done during, this, during these sessions, you will recognize certain things and think about, oh yes, I already have that, so why don't I use that in my communication upfront to make it more attractive? Because that is really what we want to do. We want to make your webinar more attractive. We want to give it some aid so that it becomes attractive to others, others. And the attractiveness that it wants to be is that they understand what is the value that they get, what is the problem that you're going to solve when they are there. So let's have a look at this system. The system is how can you offer aid to your webinar so that your webinar has the, the needed aid to be successful. Now, you might be thinking, um, aid, wait a second, Colin, you've been writing here A-I-D-E, and when I was preparing this, I actually learned something, that the aid is spelled with an E at the end, rather than aiding somebody, aid as a verb is just A-I-D, I discovered. So, four things, four things that are important that will Give your webinar that aid that it needs, not only to be successful as a content, but also be perceived to be successful for your audience. And this is what we're going to look at. The first thing I've already mentioned on, uh, on the fly, really. The first thing is that, you know, when, when you take your, your, your phone and you go through, whether it's your Yammer feed, whether it is your inbox, whether it is your your group chats, your activities, what really happens? You're scrolling, you're scrolling. But for some reason, on certain moments, you stop scrolling. Which means that the first thing that there is that you would want to consider about is how do you get attention in this scroll behavior? You already mentioned one of um, uh, of the attention grabbers, and that is the people. Who is actually the presenter? Which means that automatically, based out of your, you know, your filter of all the information, you've got certain people that you trust that are going to offer you that extra value. That is why internally, within the corporation, of course, many times you send out an invitation through your manager because you know that if your manager sends out something, it's going to get more attention which is true. If, you're send, if you are sending it out 
and you are sending it out to your customers, maybe it will not get that attention as much. So we have to do something else. So what else is in, in there that actually attracts people in the sense that it gets their attention and they stop scrolling? You know, statistically speaking, an image really attracts people. And it is crazy enough, but when people are scrolling on, on, on Facebook, what is the most attractive thing that is going to stop them to scroll? It's a cat. It's nuts, but it's proven. Yeah, so whenever, whenever you, want to, you want to have a, a post there um, and people should stop the scroll, the first picture should be a cat. Now, this is of course funny because if we're in business, if we're doing things on, um, on Yammer or in Teams, maybe it's going to be hard to find the relationship between a cat and, and your offer. But have you noticed, if you look carefully at some of the things on your, um, on your Facebook feed, you actually find that some of the videos that are there as a post do actually have just at the beginning a split second of an eye catcher, but when the video starts, the actual video is about a different topic. So in principle, you can actually even have a, a, an image of a cat, but the video is showing a demonstration of something that happens in Excel. Because if people would start with Excel picture, people would just scroll through. So they've put the first thumbnail of that video to be a cat or whatever they found attractive to their audience so that the people stop the scroll. That is why it's so extremely important to capture the attention with a, a picture that is relevant to your audience. Now what relevant means we're going to see when we step into the second step. Before we go there, there's one other thing that is extremely important. Apart from the picture, if you can post a picture, that's great. If you're thinking about sending out emails, emails, invitations, um, or posts, maybe you not always have the uh, possibility to add a picture. For instance, if we're sending out emails from, from learning at Seiko to like all the managers, or you're getting emails from your, your clients, uh, your customers, sending, sending them to, to your inbox, you realize that all the images are blocked. Just because it just it, it reduces the amount of traffic and automatically Outlook blocks all the images. So don't rely on an image when you do an email. You can work on an image when you're doing um, like like Yammer posts and uh, and team posts. That's that's fine. But when it is on an email, don't rely on an image. The reason for that is that the first thing that the people see in an email is not the image; it's the headline. So that's the other big thing that is going to stop the scroll. In this case, it's going to be more reliable for the emails, which means you have to have a grabbing headline, a headline that, you know, captures their attention. And you can see some of the headlines have got little funny characters there at the beginning, which are unusual for, for a headline. Um, maybe the headline is a, is a call to action. Um, just, a, just a common headline that you have many times on your emails they are not really so attractive for your audience and for your customers to open. And that's why they don't get opened, which means that is the biggest reason why people don't show up to your, to your webinars is that they may have seen the email, they may have seen the post, 
but it hasn't really registered in their mind because it didn't stop the scroll, which means when it didn't stop the scroll, they didn't press on it and start reading it because it didn't get their attention. So that's the first thing you want to think about is grabbing their attention. The second thing is something that you already have been preparing now when you are preparing your training. Because, because I said, where does this attention come from? Because the attention comes from out of a certain amount of interest to what you are sending out. So what do I mean by that interest? Well, below the email or part of sort of baked into the image and the headline should be this notion of interest. And the interest I'm referring to is the preparation that you did in the educate steps of your webinar, which means that first of all, you want to think about, well, what do I need to address? Which pains do I need to emphasize with? This is one area where you can create interest. You won't want to think about, well, which difficulties are the people trying to solve or do they have? You can, you can address um, their beliefs that are causing them problems and limitations these days. You can create some kind of curiosity around a solution that you're going to have and create a certain amount of, you know, incompletion. This is what is creating the interest to start to read and specifically, and this is important, to memorize what you have been putting out there in, in the post or in the email. Because the interest that you want to capture is the emotional thing. You want to capture their emotional interest because only when you've captured their emotional interest will they start remembering things what you have sent out to them. And the emotional interest is addressing the pain, addressing the difficulties, and um, making them curious around a potential solution or leaving it incomplete, which has been something I mentioned the last session when it's about creating more attention and creating more engagement with your team. So when you have your educate process and you're focusing on your, on your audience right now and you're thinking, okay, what is their real problem right now? What, what is their pain? What difficulties do they have? How can I give them something you know, the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel without deliberately saying this is the solution. And to give you an idea what, how, how, what this could sound like, I would invite you to go back on the sessions that I have been posting because I've been using this type of technique. And that's why the invitation for this webinar is, well, what is the one big thing that keeps people from joining your webinar? Because it does two things. Immediately, it, it creates an uh, association to the pain of nobody showing up to a webinar where you've put in all the work. And the second thing, I said, there is one thing which makes you curious and you want to know. These are the small things that help your audience to trip over your message so that it grabs their attention and then they start reading in detail in the next step in the copy text where you expand a little bit around their interest. So these are two things which become extremely important when you post, when you write an email, and when you, you know, tell people about the upcoming event. The third thing that you would want to do is ask them for a decision. You see, very often in communication, 
we tell people, share, share information with them, but we are unclear about the expectation. Because many times we think that if we tell people there is this amazing webinar that's going to solve their problem, that they will automatically join. But that's not the case. You want to deliberately to tell them, join here in this webinar at such and such a time. You want to be absolutely explicit when it's going to happen and how they're going to be there. And that is why in, you've seen that on, on, let's say, Facebook ads and in, um, on the internet. That's why there is a big button where it says, sign me up. And there's a little text before why you should do that. So these are the three things to aid your webinar is to stop the scroll and create the tension where they're capturing curious picture, something interesting to your audience and, and a headline that indicates of something that they're, they're you know, might be painful about, having a problem indicating some kind of solution. But it really has to be not the solution, it has to be more of the pain. And the simple reason for that is that we are, as humans, we're much more receptive to the pain. So if we just offer the solution, people are still going to continue to scroll. That's why it's important to add the element of the pain as a combination. It's, it just is like that. Because the pain is the attention grabber. Now, the second thing is going to be some, some copy text where you write in a couple of words yeah, what you're going to emphasize, uh, what you're focusing on, um, what you're going to do. And then the third step is going to be, okay, to get this, here's the webinar that I'm offering. Now, there is a fourth step here. How you can create this aid for your webinar to be successful. But before we get into that, does it make sense so far? Can you see, based on what you're going to deliver in the webinar and what you have been preparing around in the Educate program, does this make sense? Do you know how to do these elements now? Do you have an idea how to get started? So, on the last element here, the E, this is where it's interesting for us. When we put out these types of, let's say, um, messages, an email, an invitation, or whatsoever, the biggest challenge that we have is that we don't really know what is happening. Think about it. In the world of email, we, we put out emails out there uh, where we put a return receipt on there. Why do we do that? Because at least we want to know whether the people have been reading it. But when you do a webinar, you don't really know how many have registered for that webinar and how many people are going to show up. And this is the most frustrating element for anybody who's actually planning and doing, let's say, marketing for the webinar. Because marketing is, is, is creating communication and measuring the effect. So what we want to find a way to do is at the end that we want to measure the effect of our activities. That's why the E here at the end of the aid that you need to think about is the effect. And what do I mean by the effect? Well, everything that you do 
when you send out an email, you would, should be thinking about how can I measure that my communication has impact? You see, at the beginning when you send out emails, maybe not everybody is going to capture it because you might be needing to fine-tune that attention-grabbing messages message at the beginning. Or you might fine-tune the picture a little bit more. But if you cannot measure the effect of your communication, then you don't know in which way you need to improve. So, what can you do internally within the company? Well, you can, with, when you send out an email, the action that you request for the people that will make it measurable for you to understand whether people are going to join could be, for instance, to join into a group where you can chat with them. It could be asking them to reply so that you can send out a personal invitation. Remember what I did? Everybody who, who liked the messages that I put out on Yammer and put a little tick box there and a thumbs up or commented, commented on it, I put them into a personal invitation and updated the recurring meeting invite. This way I could at least see then afterwards from sending it out, I could see how many people did accept the invitation. And this is important because many of the events that you will be doing, you might not have the email address for each and everybody. Specifically, if you're going wide, like, like in this case, if you're going to send it out to one or uh, two customer accounts with a fixed email list, that is different. But if you don't have that because you're going wider to your audience, you want to send it out to, to, to many customers, I'm not quite sure whether they would appreciate getting a, uh, an invite from each and every one because they would like to take action themselves. And taking action themselves, taking that decision, depends on the sequence that I'm offering here. Does it grab their attention? Do they find it interesting? Are they willing to take a decision to click on something where you know, okay, now they're going to come? This is, these are the four steps sequence that you would want to think about so that the people, and this is then the interesting effect of it, that the people then are motivated to show up because it grabbed their attention. You were to be able to explain their interest and you ask them to commit to an action, which is to register or to, to, um, to accept the invitation that you sent. And these are, psychologically speaking, important steps because it creates a self-commitment to an event. And everything where people commit themselves due to a click of a button or a verbal, yes, I'm going to do it, everything that people do there increases their commitment and their show rate dramatically. And to be able to measure upfront whether it's going to happen, make sure you can measure your effect. Unfortunately, when we do this type of com uh, communication, we don't have a system internally like an event uh, registration system. But maybe that is something that we can do. For learning at Seiko, we decided that, okay, if people join into a certain group, at least we can measure that our communication is being interesting. If they sign up to a certain course, um, we can at least measure that there is a certain amount of interest. Because always remember, it is not the content of your webinar that is bad. On the contrary, I know that you're spending so much time getting this, 
getting this up and running and thinking about what the what your audience needs and how you can help them. I know you're doing so much extra work on the content. The only thing that is missing is that the people don't know how good it's going to be for them. And that is why you would want to think about exactly how to grab their attention. What is the interest that is going to capture them so that they're curious, so that you address the difficulties? And what decision do they have to make so that they see the benefit of what you want to do? These are the four steps how you can create, how you can give the aid to your webinar so that it's going to be successful.